Hi everyone and welcome to your horoscope for the week of March the 14th, 2022. We have a really active, powerful and, excuse my choice of words, but almost like a severely spiritual sky at play, where the energies are so very serious that they might not, this week at least, leave us any choice but to contemplate, reflect and truly think about everything that has to do with life and human existence, when it is the universe, the very source itself, who actively calls upon all of us to contemplate, but in a way that we have never ever done before in all of our lives, then we know that we are living some very serious times when perhaps everything, perhaps all of the future and where things are going to be taking us depend on the choices that we make right now, at least on a soul level. Because, at least from a quantic perspective, that is how the future is being born. And when we reach a very strong pivotal moment, when everything depends on what we have in our souls, in our hearts, and of course in our minds as well, in the now, well, that in those moments, we are invited to truly make a wise choice from within ourselves, because right now we live in a very, very almost dichotomous moment when the world around us, when everything on the outside is extremely uncertain, so much so that it almost seems surreal. And on the other hand, deep within ourselves, there is so much power, there is so much action, something is deeply stirring. And these two don't make sense. These two do not have a bridge right now to give sense and meaning and to connect the two elements, basically. So the inner world and the outer world. And it is in those moments when the only truth there is, well, that is in the mind of the creator. And in these moments, when we instinctually, out of sheer instinct, have no choice to give our powers, our divine sovereignty almost over to the source, empowering it with our beliefs, empowering it with our choices, and our choices are simply our frequency. It is simply the harmonics of what we are living and the light of our consciousness, what it is that we are irradiating, projecting onto the world and absolutely everyone. The source and the creator is part of this, of course. And perhaps since this is the only thing that we know for certain, all other knowledge and even our personal quest to embody as much clarity as we possibly can. Now, since this right now is definitely not a choice, because simply we cannot trust anyone's subjective perception of reality, regardless of how rational and logical and almost empirically intact as the information may be, right now, out of sheer instinct, we know that we can only trust the source and its benevolence is what we have to empower 
And as I said, this is out of sheer instinct. So I do believe that everyone in their own unique way, regardless if they're actually actively aware of it or not, they're doing it. This is how we express our choice of what kind of future we as a species are capable of living and experiencing based on who it is that we are, our inner truth and our deepest faith and of course our highest principles. And this is how we basically co-create reality right now. It's invisible, we do not see it, but we definitely feel it and we just know that something is at work out there. So this period and this week, at least from a spiritual perspective and even from a metaphysical perspective, let's say, was never ever this important. No spiritualist alive today has ever lived a more important week because now we are truly called upon to take action with our souls. And of course, in order for us to do this, our biggest quest next week is to know, to understand, to perceive, and also to accept what the divine is showing us about our past, present, and also future. The sun last week had a conjunction with Jupiter in Pisces, and by the very, very end of the week, as in today, right now, the sun is conjunct Neptune, and this conjunction is going to be still active on Monday, the 14th of March, which begins this week. And that sun and Neptune conjunction, even though this aspect happens every single year, well, this year is very, very special because it takes place under the dominance and influence of the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction that is bound to take place on the 12th of April. But from an astrological perspective, that energy is so powerful, so rare, so unique, that it radiates and it echoes through time. So that means even before it takes place, its energy is already present and very, very active. And this is exactly what the Sun conjunct Neptune is going to be activating, empowering, energizing, and also combusting. Which means that life and where we stand were nev was never ever more clear from a spiritual perspective. From the perspective of the soul, let's say. And at the same time, ironically, it was never ever ever more confusing from a down-to-earth, empirical, mercurial way, as in that which we can understand with our ration, with our rational soul, so to speak, the mercury. And also, this is such a specific energy of Aquarius and the age of Aquarius, the duality, the dichotomy. It makes absolutely no sense at all, especially rationally, Yet on a soul level, it never made more sense. Every single small detail to the big picture, including to the soul, it, it is so clear. And it is within this dichotomy where some people descend into total fear and madness. Because, as I said, for the mind, something right now is clearly flawed. The logic of things, there is a flaw there and it just blocks the mind. But when the soul is powerful enough, 
it's no problem because Mercury in the sign of Pisces understanding and the brain's function to understand and decipher reality immediately switches to the Pisces realms because there is no other choice of course and there is a lot of wisdom there is a lot of light there as well just that we need to enter that frequency and of course not everyone can do it but it's not a problem really because as I said this is where our unconscious is doing it for us regardless if we are aware of it or not regardless if it happens during your meditations over the course of your everyday routines or if it happens in your sleep in your dream in your unconscious state or when you are escaping somewhere a computer game a substance etc it's still taking place there is alchemy happening deep within us right now this is where we don't even need to see it because we know it we feel it we live it it's here so let's ask ourselves what is the universe what is the source what is the sky reflecting back at us right now through everything that is happening in the present because whatever happens in the present that is the ketone that is the building block of the greater spiritual truth so it's actually based on physical reality that which we have to observe to see the deeper the higher meaning of it and ironically in a lot of places the covid measures the legal side of it the restriction the no-no don't go don't do this don't do that or you must do this you must do that that is more or less over that is saturn in the sign of aquarius finally giving way to uranus's expression of freedom this is where saturn says okay uranus i now allow your manifestation to take place this symbolically of course but how coincidental that there are bigger problems than the covid ever posed so let's ask ourselves what this means well the covid was nature's way of telling us a lot of things about ourselves about our bodies about our collective psychology how we are organized as a species a colony compare ourselves to let's say bees or ants because from mother nature's perspective are we really that much different as in physically because we still have to live we still have to breathe we have to perform our functions so at least from a physical perspective you're just a species and we did a lot of us did take in those lessons that mother nature dished out to us so in this sense this was actually something truly positive it does reflect back at us that we do react to wisdom and as a species as individuals as well we do value wisdom and that is a really positive thing because we did a lot of work with our present time you know when we were forced to be isolated one way or another we used that time instinctually instinctively to do the inner work the healing the purge we did understand what the universe was telling us so the other lesson how very very reliable our intuition our instinct and every inner function that we have truly is we can trust it because it did definitely not steer us wrong and life was very complicated the instinct can navigate in nature 
but it also adapted itself to navigate in something virtual on the internet, etc., etc. So how evolved and powerful we already are. This is absolutely wonderful. And this is also one of the most highest qualities of Pisces. The art, the beauty, the compassion that a crisis spawns as well. So moments of crisis are periods when beauty, art and, you know, a beautiful chapter in human history is also being planted, seeded. But on the other hand, it also reflected the dark side of Pisces. For example, discrimination, because whatever happens in one sign ha has an effect on the opposite sign. Virgo rules discrimination exactly based on numbers and facts and the labels, vaccinated, non-vaccinated. So that was a really powerful lesson for all of us, what discrimination can do. And also the contrary, regardless if we discriminate each other or how we label each other, Pisces, we're still one, we're still connected, we're still in communi communion. And then perhaps there is the cruelest lesson of them all, that violence and basically, you know, if the COVID was nature's own unique design, let's say, well then violence and wars and destruction and suffering and to project onto other people, other members of our species suffering, well, that is human design. And this timing where the COVID immediately ended, symbolically speaking, not physically, of course, at the time when the violence started, well, that's also very suggestive that what we can produce as human species, destruction-wise, is much, much superior to what Mother Nature can produce and is willing to produce. Our cruelty is much greater than that of nature's, so we overdid her. And of course, Pisces is the distant past and the heavy kind of karmic pattern, not just the light one. And in humanity's history, this does evoke the Second and the First World War, when there was a lot of destruction. So we also have to see how little we changed. And yet at the same time, we also have to look at everything that hinders us. Because physically speaking, materially speaking, all of us, little people, are totally disabled. We are powerless. And if we look back at human history, whenever the universe threw some kind of pattern, made people, the collective, the masses, totally powerless, well, people kind of, out of sheer force, used their spiritual power to do something to change the situation and bring on at least greater peace, greater harmony greater healing. It was people themselves who actually changed or shifted the era, the paradigm, etc. And through their spiritual power, literally, physically speaking, because out of every bad era there was a principle born, like freedom, equality, the supremacy of the law, the supremacy of equity, etc. And, you know, if this is the conclusion of a war or something truly bad, well, that means that ultimately it was all philosophical, wasn't it? The word and basically the, what the essence of equity is, well, it's not physical, so it's something which exists in our minds and ultimately in our hearts. 
and the fact that we are using weapons to destroy for something equally philosophical and symbolic. Right, law, who did what, the past, administration, when people themselves, you know, people don't really have anything to do with that personally. Well, that means that we as a collective kind of need to use our only choice, our spiritual power, our psychological empowerment or our inner mechanism, call it whatever you want, to change this by embodying our ideals, what we desire to or what we are at least capable of accepting as a future. And finally, Pisces, Neptune, the illusion, it reveals true spirituality and true spirituality is actually what you're doing instinctively in this present moment without anyone guiding you, the dreams that you have, how you're processing this, how you're encouraging yourself, how you're communicating your own unique way through the, with the universe and with your spirit guides, what, how you're praying, how you're living this, basically experiencing this. That is true spirituality. And fake spirituality is highlighted even more because what is the secondary lesson just from a spiritual perspective here? Well, you know, let, let all of us embody the hyper-ego that we deserve infinite happiness and no pain at all because we're perfect. If we embody this principle and if we teach everyone how to just manifest their dream because they're worth it, well, look what freedom manifested looks like. You give a tyrant the freedom to do what they want without anyone being able to stop them. That is also freedom. So when you manifest a principle into the world, well, make sure you truly understand what that means first. So don't give the masses a fake tool to destroy themselves. First, give them the lesson, the trial, Saturn for them to learn what freedom, what they desire ultimately means, and then give them the way to manifest it. Because if everyone chooses just freedom and, you know, total ultimate independence, then we're not a species anymore, are we? We don't need each other anymore because everyone is self-generating and that beats the purpose of the universe. So let's manifest and use spiritual, psychological, metaphysical techniques responsibly. Let's teach people, first of all, what sacredness and sanctity means and what does the greater good truly represent from a physical perspective, as in everything that you need to take into consideration that can go wrong, where that which seems to be positive, your prosperity, independence, basically the glory of the hyper-ego, eliminating all challenges, pain, suffering, grief, disillusion, making mistakes and stuff like that. When you alchemize your life like that, well, you just self-destruct. Your, how should I say, your hyper-ego, which is animated by your intellect, the light of your intellect, basically, absorbs your soul and everything divine from within you, and you just generate your reality until you're alive, and then you kind of have to start from zero again. Because you're just an intellect, you're no longer full of sufficient, let's say, and excuse my symbolism, Neptune, to generate a meaning, an emotional awareness enough 
for you to be able to incarnate into a human being. Well then aren't you just turning yourself into some kind of artificial intelligence egregore? But let's stop here, this is definitely no, no longer part of the horoscope and there is no true wisdom in analyzing these things. So the essence is that yes, true spirituality, that which you're actually living without anyone's influence, and fake spirituality is, is gonna definitely be highlighted this week. But now let's get on to the horoscope from a much more realistic and down-to-earth sense. But I did have to mention all that I said earlier because that is my duty. At a moment like this, we all have to speak the divine reflection that we perceive because that is the role of every spiritualist out there. Now, from a more down-to-earth perspective, the week begins, as I said, under this Neptune and Sun conjunction, which does have more than one manifestation inside. For a lot of people, this is deep, deep artistic, spiritual, metaphysical energy where life does feel almost literally like a dream. For other people, well, this can be an energy of disappointment, an energy when the innocence is lost, when the illusion is seen as an illusion and that causes a certain kind of heartbreak. Being able to see what be lies beyond the illusion, the Feta Morgana, so to speak, is for some people very painful and definitely this is going to be the theme for some people out there. Maybe a person who you thought was much more special, much more unique than you have imagined. Maybe it was just a projection of your own desires. It can be a situation, it can be something that happened in the past and you saw it in a different light and now you're actually seeing it how it really was. But this energy can also be a really good invitation for healing, for forgiveness, for accepting the past, exactly because now you see it the way it truly was. And with Jupiter in the picture as well, well, I do believe that a lot of people will have the higher end of this energy in their lives playing out. Like dreams, fantasy, arts, magic. This is where we do feel that the divine is very close to us and equally as active from within us as well. So th this is a really, really magical Pisces season. And with Mercury in this part of the sky as well, our minds are empowered to perceive reality in a much more playful, Piscean, magical, mystical, symbolic way, and this gives us comfort. Now, of course, if you are hell-bent to, you know, try and interpret everything more rationally, then this is very uncomfortable for you. If you do not, you know, accept the invitation to play with ideas philosophically that the universe is inviting us to do right now, and of course, most Pisces seasons out there, well, then this will seem very uncomfortable, confusing, and emotionally wishy-washy to us. Yet, if we accept the playfulness and just accept that for a couple of more days, a week, this is how things are gonna be, and chances are until Jupiter doesn't leave the sign of Pisces, so around May, you know, this is what we can expect everything to have a touch of spirit to it, a touch of philosophy, a touch of 
psychology ultimately and a higher meaning to everything. But as I said again, for artists, creative people, those who work with Neptune, those who paint, sing, those who create beauty and art, well this is a period and also a year when they can truly get so inspired that the inspiration will never ever dry out. This will last them for their, the rest of their lives and as well for some singer, artists, spiritualists or everyone who has something Neptunian or Piscean within them, this can be a year when they rise as a star, when this is their birth, their beginning or their story becomes complete in a real sense especially around April, but it's already beginning. So all of April, we will see stars rising in the field of music, arts, film, anything that even fantasy, even spirituality, religion, faith. So this is going to be a period when, you know, a lot of new, let's say, talents that we have never ever seen before are going to arise and we're going to appreciate them. And they're definitely going to fill us with inspiration, beauty, love, everything that we could possibly need, artistically speaking. A very, very fertile period for all artists, especially those artists who right now dare to get out of their comfort zones and try everything that their inner being is telling them to do. At the same time, needless to say, this is a period of powerful healing psychological purge but that which doesn't have to be heavy doesn't have to be vengeful this is where jupiter truly helps us it just dissolves the pain and it gives us the power to eliminate it from deep within us needless to say the south node in scorpio is doing the same thing but with different methodology and the north node and the sign of taurus that invites us to the simplicity of nature healing us by embodying and embracing the joy of life and the simple joys of having a physical existence. So there is a lot of other energy in the sky doing the same thing, but with different methodology, as I said. So this is definitely a wonderful period for healing, regeneration, purif purification, purge, and any kind of karmic closure. Now there is going to be a lot of tension in the sky because at the beginning of the week, Uranus, Mars and Venus, Mars and Venus are still together in the sky, dancing together, not leaving each other's side in the sign of Aquarius. So roughly they hold the square together with Uranus and that stirs everything up. Now, I don't want to break this energy up into its individual expression because as I said, this Mars and Venus are dancing together, they're conjunct for a reason. So that means their symbolism and whatever they have to produce is also very linked to one another. But I have to mention that Venus and Uranus have a strong synergy because Venus is the ruling planet of Taurus where Uranus is. And Uranus is the ruling planet of Aquarius where Venus is. Venus is all about values and love and every, you know, everything that we know about the Venusian sphere but in the sign of Aquarius, I do believe that right now what she is trying to tell us is cryptocurrency and the value of freedom, 
equality, equity, humanitarianism, and the power of the people, the value, the sheer value from any shape and form, you know, from any perspective, the value of interhuman connections, for example, the physical value, the safety of people being together in, in one place, the, the power that comes from numbers, the power that comes from community. So that is one of the value that is being taught to us right now. And Uranus with the square is inviting us to do exactly that. Empower ourselves by being connected to one another, regardless of what that means to us. And the other thing is, as I said, cryptocurrency. Everything that is value on the internet, everything that is technological in nature. So there is going to be a lot of changes and action in that sense. And with this cryptocurrency, well, Uranus, it can delete some cryptocurrencies from the market overnight and it can make something new skyrocket and be the next, next big hit. Now, Venus is Venus. This is where we can have unexpected relationship connections, attractions may find us in matters of love, you know, new friends, new acquaintances, being connected to new people, new communities, etc. So personally, this Uranus-Venus square can be very exciting because we might be attracted to that which is unusual, or maybe it is the unusual which is attracted to us and invites us symbolically to be understood. But of course, this can be a person. This can be this personally is not necessarily that very negative, even though it is surprising, is it tensionate? It is unexpected, but it can turn to something truly positive. But of course, collectively, this is more diplomatic conflict. This is more like useless communication, negotiation and action. Because until we don't solve the greater problem, Uranus, that which Uranus represents, the truth, the objective truth, the source of the conflict, no additional negotiations are going to take us significantly in a good direction. And then there is Mars. Of course, in the sign of Aquarius, the power of the people. This is where people will lose their patience and break out. This is where revolution and rebellion is in the air. And we must not forget that Aquarius, at least from a collective perspective, is always associated to the French Revolution, equality, freedom, equity, justice, humanitarianism. So that kind of says everything that needs to be said. Uranus is the planet of revolution itself. Mars is the planet of action, the god of war. And Aquarius, people, the community, there is a lot of Mars out there. And all that Mars needs to do is have the un unity, people to unite, and it gets very, very powerful. And Venus, of course, the heart. The heart, love, compassion, humanitarianism, everything that people stand for unites people. Venus is the unity. Venus is the common value. Venus is everything that people are trying to protect. Their future, of course, Aquarius, their children. The opposite side of Aquarius is Leo, the child. So, of course, they're trying to protect the future of their children. So, this is collectively the energy of revolution, but that where it's almost like a must. It doesn't necessarily have to play out physically, as in violence, it can play out Aquarius on the internet. 
courts of justice, Jupiter in the sign of Pisces. Now, of course, from a totally down-to-earth perspective, this definitely represents new scientific discoveries, quantum leaps in science and technology. This represents the new source of knowledge. This represents massive, massive technological upgrades in every domain. So regardless of how li we're living this, we're still quantum leaping, at least technology-wise, into the future. And this is where Pisces, our morality, our wisdom, and our human compassion has to match our technological advancedness or superiority, because if these two are not, um, at least they're not attempting to match each other, well, that's a big problem. Now we also have a really inspirational and positive aspect where Mercury holds a sextile with Uranus, it's higher octave. On the 17th, it becomes exact. Dreams, inspiration, like true karmic connections where if you are meant to meet someone, a person who needs to be part of your future, well, chances are next week you're gonna meet that person. If someone needs to come back from the past, that person will come back from the past. Communication, settling things. And, you know, Uranus is the present as well. Not just the Pisces is the distant past and whatever happened, but Uranus is the present and the future. So this is where both sides will put down on the table everything that they have to offer. If it's like someone from the past coming back in your life, they will tell you, this is who I am now, this is what I have to offer. And you do the same and something is going to be born out of that. But if, if this is a new connection, because that is also Uranus, well, the same will happen, just that each side will have by then put their past, their personal past behind them. So everyone comes to this meeting, so to speak, with something fresh and new that they can offer for the future of the other person. This doesn't have to be romantic, even though Pisces is one of the most romantic signs where Venus is in exaltation, so it can always be romantic. This can be basically anything. Any partnership, association, work, business, job, it can be absolutely everything, because, you know, Taurus is physical, down-to-earth matters. And also, a sextile, well, it does require you to respond. It does require you to be open and accepting of whatever fate has to bring to the table, because this is not a free energy. This is not the silver tray coming down and giving it to you. This is being offered to you, but then you have to take action, at least open the email, open the message, take into consideration. For example, one way someone can just destroy this energy in a second, you get a text, a message from your ex and you delete it before reading it. Well, you, the universe gave you the chance, but you clearly said no thank you. But, you know, this can have so many other applications. This is the energy of massive life-changing epiphany. Now, let me give you an example to understand. This reminds me how, how Mendeleev discovered the periodic table. Perhaps discovered is not the right word, because how he put it together, better said. So he, of course, studied it, researched it, everything, and he had 
it figured out basically in his head it made perfect sense he had it but he just couldn't find a way to organize his research his knowledge to basically put it together as a table and he worked so so hard and one night he felt so very tired he said well that's it I'm gonna have a good sleep and he went to bed and he dreamt or better said the periodic table appeared in his dream so his unconscious Neptune and the sign of Pisces kind of helped him massively out and this can represent a Uranus and Mercury in Pisces trine because Mercury is the knowledge and he did do a lot of research so the Mercury was as full as possible and then all it took was the sextile, his desire to somehow make his mind cooperate even bypassing the human sphere and he did it. He asked for this and his being, his unconscious delivered it to him and the periodic table was born immediately. Cause the next day when he woke up he knew exactly what he needed to do and it was done. So the example tells us that when we really need an information, a knowledge or to figure something out, we can ask the universe and many times, especially when there is a strong celestial empowerment in this sense, well, it gives it to us. Sometimes, as I said, as directly as seeing it with your eyes one way or another. Of course, this is also a perfect aspect for everything that has to do with synchronicities, numbers, dreams, visions, epiphanies, downloads, everything that has to do with, you know, like a spiritual way of receiving information. And also under this aspect, but of course this extends to all of the spring season, a lot of people especially those who have profound spiritual knowledge and practice are gonna create a lot of channeled masterpieces. You know, not just channel a being or an information, but a system of information, a system of knowledge, a methodology. So a lot of really, really, really powerful, significant, perhaps for many hundreds, thousands of years, significant spiritual channeled information are gonna be born and yes this week a lot of people are gonna start channeling and chances are you because you're listening to this so it's clearly within your sphere of interest you might be one of them so who knows what kind of alchemical gold information that is gonna be valuable for the future you're gonna channel because you know at the end of the day let's just be honest the bible the Kabbalah or name whatever it is that you want astrology in its integrity was one way or another channeled down at least what the symbols means that was channeled information so humankind and all of our knowledge was basically channeled all along up until the Cartesian split when Descartes said I think therefore I am the 1700s when Uranus was also discovered well, many things, or better said, almost everything was channeled, and it was absolutely fine. And we survived, and it worked, when the medicine woman channeled which specific herb she has to pick to save X, Y in the village. Well, it mostly worked. 
and that's also the North Node in Taurus. We are once again returning to that. And this week is going to activate and motivate and almost like program a lot of spiritualists. Many of us, basically. So you who listen to this are one of them. To channel important things and basically create. Create, create, regardless if that is a painting, something you're creating with, you know, colors, digitally, a food, cooking, whatever it is, or just dreaming it, that is valuable, that is gold. Now on the 18th we have the full moon and the sign of Virgo, and I have a special recording about this, if you'd like to find out the greater meaning and significance, just check it out on my YouTube channel. This is one of the most purifying, one of the most healing, regenerative, and truth-oriented full moons. It holds a trine to Pluto. Pluto also holds a sextile to the sun. That's deeply, deeply alchemical. That is, you know, the big symbol is almost like when someone removes a tumor through an operation, the cut Pluto, the operation and the discomfort and the pain and all of that, but ultimately it's happy ending because the tumor is out and the person resumes its normal happy life. And this to be understood spiritually, psychologically, karmically, and for some people even physically, because Virgo is an earth sign. So, of course, the symbol is with Pluto trining the moon and Virgo, returning to innocence, returning to purity, returning to the basics, you know, taking back our lives how it always should have been, the simplicity, the modesty, but the beauty, the purity, the adventure, the limitless possibilities, the excitedness for the future. So basically this is the big picture, this is what we're alchemizing. And then on the 19th and 20th, well, we have some very, very intense days. On the 19th, the square Venus has holds with Uranus is exact, it is active. So as I said, that will be a moment when big cryptocurrencies are gonna skyrocket, change, it's going to be really, really unstable and surprising. But a lot of people under this energy are going to hit big, big jackpots. While a lot of other people are going to be losing out significantly. And with this Venus with, in the sign of Aquarius and with Mars in the picture, a lot of conflict, terrorism over the internet. So, you know, hijacking, viruses, stealing people's money sabotaging big institutions so you know this is already playing out in the world but you know the 19th can be a very very surprising day but as i said individually i do hope that most of us will have the better side of the energy where it can be romantic or any kind of shocking in a good way surprises that just enter our life like new friends new opportunities, new connections, new something positive. Even though Mars is not going to perfect its square to Uranus next week, but it will do so the week after, yet still the square is very tight, very active, and Uranus and Mars are the quickest energies and the most unstable and volatile energies in the zodiac, even when they converse harmoniously, that can still lead, for example, to like a physical conflagration or explosion, which leads to something good, of course, 
but it's always a, a highly unstable energy and this can represent earthquakes this can represent accidents you know unexpected happenings that do produce like a shockwave in any sense possible because as i said this is aquarius this is the collective this is the internet this is news this is that everyone talks about so this is not going to be some minor isolated whatever this is going to be symbolic at the same time the social movement part where people will protest people will join forces and there is going to be a lot of activity for example petitions and people communicating writing demanding courts of justice and people organizing themselves within you know their own communities so communication and everything that has to do with the flow of information that is also in a way in uranus's domain so implicitly aquarius as well and this square when mars is this very very active and it just brings out uranus's eruptive qualities well there is going to be a lot of unexpected surprising crashes and this reminds me aquarius well we can look at that as the disruption caused from solar storms disruption of satellite systems and chances are there is going to be a lot of shock in the world around 19th and 20th because the moon is going to be in the sign of Libra. So that automatically means that it is going to trine Venus, Mars and Saturn and everything in the sign of Aquarius. But at the same time it's going to quincunx everything that is in the sign of Pisces. Now the trine, of course, it is absolutely beautiful. Again, Aquarius can be seen as the human collective, as all of us together and the individual as well. And a trine especially to Saturn, well, it can represent a compromise that works. It can represent terms and conditions that are acceptable to everyone. Mars and Venus, that there is change out there and the change is accepted the change is welcome it can represent cooperation but the quincunx with this the pisces planets jupiter neptune the sun the giants well that also means that everything that takes place good and bad means something karmically and that fate you know quincunx massive surprise it is when fate the universe the divine itself will shock us or maybe surprise and delight us in the most positive sense, but nothing, nothing, nothing that we will be seeing out there is what it seems, and the illusion part of it will be very, very obvious. We will not know and not be able to trust anything concrete, down to earth, you know, physical, but only our inner voices, only our very, very subjective Jupiterian truths because we will have no other choice so that is going to be a really really intense weekend when we are definitely going to be surprised now i don't want to encourage this or i don't want to make any empty promises yet this configuration the moon holding the quincunx and the trine at the same time well this does say to me a miraculous energy when some things that we are going to be witnessing playing out next week are going to seem like 
fantasy becoming fact. But of course, this is the essence of the Quincunx. What that actually means, if it's good or bad, well, it is us who have to decide and make sense of it. Because, you know, a miracle can be something truly positive for one person and something extremely frightening for another. Let me just give an example. An avatar of, I don't know, Kali or input here, any darker entity. Well, it is gonna seem like a total miracle for a spiritualist or someone who is aware but it's gonna be extremely scary and frightening and uncomfortable for someone who doesn't understand at all or someone who associates that with the devil. Now a much greater energy that is also bound to happen on the 20th of March. Well, you guessed it, this is the spring equinox. This is the beginning of the astrological new year when the sun leaves the sign of Pisces the sign of finalities, closures, the last sign of the zodiac, and enters the first one, Aries, the beginning, the first breath, the breath of creation. That is when something that basically was created, because ultimately the sun traversed the entirety of the zodiac, in order to bring the spring once again at the repeat of the cycle, yet we must not forget that we're living extraordinary times and the sun is going to be followed into the sign of Aries by Jupiter, of course Jupiter later on, and Mars, Venus herself, Mercury is also going to make the same movement not very long after the sun does which means that the energy is going to follow the sun. We can look at the sun as basically the light of our consciousness, our thoughts, when something is being created in the head, the new idea, the first breath of course, well as Mercury will come here, then Mars, and then Jupiter himself, well all those astrological power players will just add their own symbolism, strength, power, and manifestation to the sun's path, so Aries the new beginning. Now, of course, individually speaking, for us, it might not represent the new beginning immediately, as in the 20th of March. We, of course, are going to be experiencing this new beginning all throughout the spring, and of course, even going into the summer and Naturally, some of these new beginnings are going to be gradual. It's not going to be like a big boom, a big burst all of a sudden. Yet, before the sun makes this very powerful move, this very powerful opening of the cycle, a lot of karmic events are still bound to happen in our personal lives and collectively as well. Yes, it's only a week. It's only about seven days left, yet still... Fate and the divine mechanism, so to speak, the symbol of Pisces, well, it is still at work. And we can still be basically gifted with everything that we need for our new beginnings if we don't have it already. And that can represent like a psychological energy, that can represent like physical energy, money, 
material resources, something that we need, an equipment, friends, a helper, a partner. It can represent a lot of things that we need for our new beginning. So next week, we are still in this process of accumulating all that we need for the new beginning. Now, of course, this process, as I said, doesn't end immediately on the 20th of March. Yes, it is the astrological new year, but Jupiter is still in Pisces, so there is a lot of time for us to have, to gain, to collect, better said karmically speaking, all that we need. So we must not literally understand the new beginning at the 20th of March exactly. This is the spring season. So both the finality, the endings, and the completions that we need, Jupiter and Pisces, but also the new beginning and that which needs to be born, that which has to see the light of day, are going to come into our lives almost simultaneously, like a dance between the end and the beginning, like a dance between death, the third deacon of Pisces, and the new life, Aries. And I do believe that you're already used to this part of the energy where a lot of small symbolic events that might be happening Sunday and the days following the spring equinox are definitely going to be symbolic because they're going to be setting the stage of what we can expect. Not just this year's airy season and this whole new cycle of the year, but also perhaps the next couple of years, because this airy season is going to be extremely important, especially when Jupiter enters into this part of the sky in May. And then Mars, the activator, the planet of action, will follow shortly, and it is Mars's home sign, so it is going to be very, very intense, important, and action-oriented, because also, when Mars is going to be reaching the end degrees of its home sign of Aries, it's going to be holding the square with Pluto. And also, Mars will meet his mythological sister, Eris, planetoid of discord, and basically, giver of creational chaos. Well, that means another moment when there are going to be a lot of clashes. Well, it can be a physical clash as well, because Pluto in Capricorn does represent centralized power and authority, the power of law enforcement, any way, shape, and form. And Mars and with Eris, well, they together can represent the freedom fighter, someone fighting for their sovereignty, basically. So there are going to be a lot of clashes. Whenever we had these aspects, last year, so 2018, if I'm not mistaken, and all, we also had something in 2020, and also different Mars and Pluto squares all throughout 2021, well, it was always a moment when people really, really got angry and went to the streets, they protested, and a lot of times they were victorious. Of course, not with violence, but for example, they went to the court of justice and they kept persisting and persisting and persisting with lawyers and professionals and everyone, and they still managed to obtain victory and triumph 
maybe they didn't solve the big problem, but triumph and victory is still triumph and victory. So basically, it wasn't really Pluto who was victorious in those moments. So we can see this playing out in the world once again. And what is so very special about Eris, she always likes to fight when she has very, very little or almost infinitely negative advantage. And she even beats that. That is basically what the universe, let's say her creator, specialized her to do. That is why she is a really, really strong power player in astrology. But of course, this is the subject of the horoscopes of May and the coming months. So this concludes today's horoscope. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. And remember, this is spiritually speaking a very important week. The power, the strength of prayer or spiritual connection to the source is truly in your hands. So dream big and basically save yourself, save your reality, save your world, save your story, make it beautiful. If you'd like to support me and help with my channel, you can donate in the PayPal link in the description below. With this being said, I wish everyone a truly magical week. Until next time, bye for now.